Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, on this week's edition of How To, we're examining how to research your family tree. And joining me now to unpack this is Porik Hogan, genealogical researcher with Aaron Research. Porik, how are you today? I'm very well, thanks, Tom. Um, yeah. Thanks very much for joining us. So, the, the first thing you're talking about doing is to get as much written information uh, regarding your standard family by talking to aunts and uncles and yeah, people like that. Yeah, uh, basically, before you do any research and go looking in archives and all of that sort of stuff... Um, the best thing to do is work out what you already have to hand. So talk to relatives. Uh, the older relatives are better because they, they know more about the older Now, is there a way you can do that without spooking them? You know, because I well, can't help but think that a younger member of your family coming towards you with a microphone is something to say. You yeah, know, well, tell I, us what you know while you can. I mightn't go with a microphone, but, you know, <laughs> you uh, no. But uh, but you can, you, you know, you can record with yeah. your phone or whatever. But uh the, the trick, I think, is not to ask specific questions, but ask them something like, what was it like living in you know, such and such a town and they'll uh, they'll open up a bit more. And if you ask a specific question to a very old okay. person, they, they mightn't remember. But if you just ask them to talk about their childhood, they'll, oh, they'll right. drop names into the conversation that that you didn't ask them about. And you can, you know, you can uh, you can get uh, some leads that oh, way. Right. But basically, uh, talk talk to family members, uh, check um, boxes in the attic and stuff like that. So there's a lot of things I would have done. I started doing my tree uh more than 10 years ago and I would have done it very differently if I was doing it now. Uh, check for boxes in the attic, check for old letters, certificates, uh, you know, marriage certs, passports, anything like that. Uh, when we were clearing out my parents' house after my mum died, we fa- I found a biscuit tin full of hundreds of mortuary cards, you know, the, the memorial cards. Yeah. Uh, some of them went back to the 1920s and they wow. gave you dates of death or, you know, names, uh, places people lived, that sort of thing. Uh, and, uh, you know, absolutely wonderful information. The other thing is uh, go to visit the graveyards where your family uh, are buried or your ancestors are buried. A lot of the time there'll be stuff on the on the headstones. Well, not a lot of the time, but sometimes you'll okay. find nuggets on a headstone that you weren't aware of or somebody maybe who went to America is it, it can be memorialized after they've died on a on a headstone. All right. In Ireland. And the other thing is uh, definitely do a bit of work on the geography of the area that you're researching. So um, if it's a, if your ancestors, if the family you're researching lived in a town, uh, look at all the street names and work out where which street names are close to each other in terms of when you're searching for uh, for your uh, relatives. Uh, you'll you'll know that you have the right family. And similarly, for a large parish with lots of townlands, there could be 20 families of Murphys in a large parish in Cork, let's say. Uh, if you look at the, a website called townlands.ie, we'll, we'll show you all of the townlands in every parish on a map. And I mean, sometimes two townlands in one parish can be a long way apart. Okay. Whereas a townland in an adjoining parish can be right beside each other. And it might explain where the family were, um, you know, baptised or, or married or which church they went to. So lo- looking at the geography of the area before you start looking at records okay. is uh, is it, very it already sounds like a, a great way to pass the uh, time. The I other say. thing is if you are if you are able to get to the, the National Library, you do have a family history service, which is uh, you know freely available, and they will give you a good starting point if you go in there uh, to um, you know they'll give you guidelines as to what to do. Very good. There, in terms of online research, there's a couple of major uh, free, uh, freely available sites before you have to start paying for anything. Uh, so the, the 1901 and 1911 census, those those are freely available at census.nationalarchives.ie. And that's, uh, you know, there's that's searchable, um, freely available. 
and you can search by typical fields, name, age, county, gender, all that sort of thing. And hopefully, depending on your age, you should be able to find your grandparents or your great grandparents on the 1911 census and then trace them back to the 1901 census. Now, some of the pitfalls when you're searching, uh, there's multiple ways of spelling a surname, Irish surnames in mm. particular. There can be up to a dozen varieties of some surnames. So you need to search all of them. Sometimes the search engines are clever enough to give you several, but you really do need to search uh, all the different variants. Uh, sometimes, uh, very occasionally, they filled in the census in Irish, even though they weren't supposed to. I spent six months looking for a record once in my family tree and they'd filled in the name in Irish and I hadn't searched under that. Wow. So uh, th that's one. Um, ages can be very inconsistent in the census. So just because some, you're expecting to find somebody age 40, they may appear as age 32 or 33 in the census. Why is that? Oh, there's a number of reasons. Uh, the major one was between 1901 and 1911, the old age pension came in. So a lot of the older people uh, exaggerated their age uh, in 1911 so that they could claim the old age pension. Uh, a lot of people didn't know, you know, you couldn't prove when somebody was born. Yeah. Uh, so it was. Um, right. Yeah, it was. And another reason was that in, a, in the case of a marriage between an older man, and a younger woman, typically uh, they would sometimes to minimize the age gap, lie about their age. Just I've seen that on a, a number of oh, occasions. Okay. Uh, so. Um, it, you can just have incorrect information sure. that people didn't, people that were filling in the census in, incorrect information. Uh, sometimes it's only the initials that appear typically on big institutions like hospitals or workhouses or schools. There were so many people that they just gave the first and last initial. So you, you, you mightn't be able to find the person or they might have just have been absent from the house for any number of reasons. Uh, children stayed with grandparents. God, it really is a mystery. And, you know, uh, sometimes <laughs> so uh, very little was straightforward, it would seem so. You know, you, you, you go through that you, and what you get back in the census then is, you know, a list of the husband, wife, children, if there's any servants or just people, guests in the house, ages, occupation. And in the 1911 census, the number of children born born to a marriage. So, as I say, that, that's all freely available. The second major source is the civil records, uh, births, marriages and deaths. So that would be uh, births from 1864 to 1921. Uh, marriages from 1864 to 1946. That's genealogy.ie. That's genealogy.ie. Yeah, yeah, that's free Irish as well. Irish genealogy. Yeah, it's free as well. Yeah, yeah. and uh, deaths from 1871 to 1971. So you can you can search all of that online. So typically you would search for maybe the marriage of your grandparent, your great grandparents yeah. and your grandparents, and then in the subsequent years you would look for births with those um, sure. names, the mother's maiden name and uh, the, the obviously the family surname. Uh, but again, um, unfortunately and sadly, uh, one of the one of the things you have to look out for is that let's say there were 10 children born to a, a couple. Uh, several of them may have died okay. as infants and you can waste a lot of time researching, uh, yeah. let's say, a John Murphy when John actually passed away at uh, age one. Right. And a lot of the time when they did have an infant death like that, they reused the name on a subsequent birth. So you okay. may have two births or even three births with the same, okay. if the name was important. Yeah. If it was named after a grandparent or something like that. Right. Now, uh, I'm just intrigued. You say births are available up to 1922. Why, why is that the cutoff? Uh, well, there's, uh, it's, I think it's the, um, the uh, Statistics Act of 1992. Three. Uh, that's why the the census records are only available for 1911. So the next census in Ireland is 1926. That won't be available until 2026. There's a hundred year and rule. There's a hundred year rule on births as well, and then marriages at 75 years and deaths 
are 50 oh, and that rolls okay. by one year sure. every every year so you get yeah. one more year available okay. uh, right. on, online okay. and then uh, they, those civil records only go back to 1864 uh, with some exceptions uh, after that you're looking at church records and church okay. records uh, it really does depend on the church in question uh, whether the records exist or whether they all exist uh, so we did a little bit of research and okay. we found uh, a, a I don't know what he was, great-great-grandfather on my dad's side, uh, living in Emmett Road in Dublin, 1860. So for us to go further back then, you're going, you're going into you're, a very you difficult... You won't find civil records right. uh, on, unless... Um, the Church of Ireland marriages go back to about 1845, I think. Okay. But uh, you, you're looking at church records at that church point. Church records. Uh, so you'd be looking at baptism, his baptism or, sure. or a marriage. And how far back do they go? Well, it depends on, on the church. Some of them go back to the... I was lucky enough in my tree, uh, I've got some records, Church of Ireland records from the 1790s in uh, Port Leash, which was Maryborough at the time. Uh, but it really does depend on the uh, church in question. Sure, uh, OK. So it, it, it's, 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 yeah, it's utterly a, dependent on yeah, the church. Uh, all right. But they are available on uh, Roots Ireland, which is a pay site. Uh, but also the National Library have scans of the parish records and you can actually go in and look through them yourself. Now, yeah. It's not searchable. but uh, So uh, you, you get all of that and hopefully you plug all that into one of the, you know, one of the tools that's available to build your family tree. You there know, is a uh, tool available. To, uh, oh, there's multiple. I mean, there's there's yeah. a number of different uh, proprietary. Um, right. Products. What kind of costs would you be looking at with them? It, I, it, well, some of them are free. Uh, some are some of them you just purchase uh, a one-off, uh, yeah. you know, application. But uh, sites like um, Ancestry and Find My Past are pay as you go. I don't actually know exactly the the cost. It's probably the order of twenty or thirty euro a month. A month, uh, if, if you want to if you want to stay online. But you can pay it, do your tree, and then you don't have to keep subscribing. And your Printy tree, tree. Your, your tree will ex- will still exist. They oh, don't okay. delete your tree. Yeah. You won't have access to the records. Okay. Uh, just to do further searches so unless and, you pay. Your, but, uh, you yeah. know, there's... And the other thing is the National Library and most, I think, libraries, archives, uh, some universities have free access to a lot of these sites. Right. So if you go to your local library, they may have a subscription. Uh, if uh-huh. you go to somewhere like the military archives in uh, Cahill Brewer Barracks, I think they have free access. A lot of the archives, when right. you go there to do your research. So there's ways, so and, means. There's ways and means around the, the, yeah. around the fees. Very good. But when okay. you go on to them, say Ancestry. Yeah. Code at UK. What 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 do you what do you get well, there? Well, most most of those uh, uh, proprietary tools they they have they've bought the rights to an awful lot of different uh, records. So you've got things like newspaper archives, military records, trade directories, dog licenses, court records, workhouse records, immigration to the US. Uh, then you've got US and UK databases. So those are all available uh, and, and searchable. And just, we're, we're 100% under them, aren't we? Because at the p- time you're talking about, we were part of the British Isles. We were, we were yes, under uh, British you, administration. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Irish people are 100% in there, are they? Yeah, yeah. Very good. So, uh, you know, and again, the just in terms of the census, the 1920, 1921 census for the UK is available. It's behind a paywall at the moment, but it is available. We, we don't have one because of the sure. War of Independence. It didn't happen until 1926, but the UK one is available. It's, it is behind the paywall, but okay. as I say, there are, there are ways. Very good. And okay. when you're on there, it, it will make little hints, give you little hints and yeah, stuff. Yeah, Ancestry and uh, Find My Past and some of the other uh, tools, they, they will give you lots of hints. Uh, now, 
I would recommend not accepting any hint until you've verified that it's it's accurate because I, I've got thousands of hints on my tree and a lot of the time your cousin in Boston will have done a family tree and they'll have put everyone on it uh, whether it's accurate or not and if you import all of the hints from their tree you'll have a whole bunch of uh, that sounds very dangerous so basically you should double check everything before you yeah. uh, import the hints but once you make tree. your tree public are you in a situation where people like your cousin in, in Boston can just put yes, stuff into yeah, it you, you have the option no they can't put stuff into it but they can access it you, okay. you, can, you can make the tree private so only you sure. can see it or if you make it public you can help right. others who are researching your, your family um, when they do uh TV shows of who do you think you are and stuff. It's, yeah. it's always the newspaper articles or stories of what some yeah. of your family, yeah. you know, News- ne'er do wells often yeah. got up to. Newspaper archives are one of the best sources. Uh, it's, it's it, you know, you, you can get things like, obviously the, the death records will have, you might be just a standard death notice, but you might get the spouse, the siblings of the deceased, the children of the deceased. But I've seen newspaper articles where they list all of the mourners that attended the funeral in Ballydehob or wherever. And in some cases, even everyone who sent mass cards will be listed in the local papers. Local papers have uh, have they were fascinating, good. but they have well, like your gra- your great grandfather might have been selling a few cattle that could be in the paper. Uh, right. That's where the townland becomes so important, though, because if your grandfather is Paddy O'Connor, you might need to know more than just that it's Paddy O'Connor. Uh, but it's Paddy O'Connor from yeah. such and such town. How difficult is it to find stories relating to... It's not... The, the, the newspaper archives, the, the search engines are very good. Uh, and you, you it, with more and more use, you get used to putting in the right search terms, you know, wildcards. And uh, just putting in a little bit of extra information can reduce the number of hits from a thousand to 14 and the 14 are more likely to be accurate because you've got right. more information. Some people in are wondering, are you opening a kind of, uh, you know, beans with, with this that you might want to get into that? You know, I know that the little bit I did, I did find a relative who'd been arrested for being drunk in possession yes. of a horse and cart. Yes. Uh, when you when you do get into that, you can find, yeah, the court, well, the court records, uh, the, you know, the, the petty courts, they have quite, quite a, a lot of interesting, you know, drunken disorderly or not paying your dog license or, you know, just... Uh, being in the pub after hours, that sort of thing all appears. Um, I, I just want to say in our defence, a lot of those things were, were used to, to harass the local population. There, there was they nothing were. behind those charges whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. no. Uh, Hundreds yeah. of years later, I want to make that clear. <laughs> um, so y- your own tree, you've managed to gather uh, two and a half thousand people on your tree. Yeah, I, I kind of got obsessed with it. I went down a lot of rabbit holes, a lot of late nights until three in the morning. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, I've got about two and a half thousand names on my own tree. And luckily, uh, which I've been able to go back to 1729 on one of my ancestors. He's my 6X uh, great-grandfather from Maryborough in in Port Leash or in County Leash. So what you'd say, 17? 1729. He was probably born around seven. I have his death record. So I know, I know the age he was roughly when he, so he was probably born around 1729. I don't, have, his, I don't have a birth record, but so I do have. 15 uh, or 16 when, when, when the famine w- was hitting. Um, oh, that's a long way. That's no, it's not. He's a hundred years before yeah, sorry, the sorry, famine. I'm the wrong century yeah. there. I yeah. want to guess. Um, <laughs> so, and God, I, he's I, way yeah, back. He's way back. Yeah, that's that's unusual, though. I was just lucky in that, it, as I said, the Church of Ireland records in uh, Maryborough, Port Leash, oh, wow. go back uh, quite a bit and are available. And one of the members of that family emigrated to the US and he had done a family history in the US where he still had access to the census records in Ireland before they were destroyed in the four courts. So that was, uh, I, that was yeah, I was kind of lucky. 
Right. That's so, the, that's and the, when he emigrated to to America, what do you have a rough year around? Oh, he went to he went to America in the eighteen. Well, his parents went to America in the eighteen seventies. He was born right. in America, but he he had contacts back in Ireland. Who yeah. Did the research for him and went and got got some of the census records, and he then wrote a book in the US. And I was able to get a download, a copy of that book. And uh, so you're, you've managed to paint this picture of your family and what they got up to and what they done in quite he, a lot of detail. Yeah, well, that's just one of the, let's say, you know, there's 32 great, great grandparents. So that's yeah. just one line out of 32. This could become stage. your life's work. Now, it could. Yeah, you can. You will never be finished at this if, if you're yeah. into it. Yeah, if you, it won't, uh, that, that is a warning <laughs> for anyone who's who's into it. What are the know? biggest bugbears in it, would you say? Where, where, where do you hit the brick wall most often? Oh, the, well, obviously, the fact that the records in Ireland were destroyed in 19... A lot of the records were yeah. destroyed in 1921. It seemed like uh, a really good idea at the time. It was... Um, yeah, that's a, that was a tragedy. Uh, we're, we're missing a lot of the records. So you do, you do end up with a lot of brick walls before 1840, which is where DNA profiling can help if you do your... Uh, I've done my DNA and I've done two aunts, an uncle and my mother. And they've they've given me quite a few leads to break down a number of the brick walls that very I was uh, faced with. Fascinating world uh, and one which you could stay in for a very, very long yes. time. Park, thank you very much to you. Honestly, Park Hogner, Senior Genealogist with uh, Aaron. Thank you very much indeed. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.